Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Seeking the truth, exposing the lies. Remember, together, we are unstoppable. Keep on digging. Definitely Joe Rogan has taken some positions on, you know, anti-vax stuff and everything. He's not only a neutral question asker. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers called him and said, bro, I got COVID. What should I do? And he's like, take ivermectin and a bunch of vitamin D. That'll fix you. So definitely, you know, he's taken positions. Um, in terms of like what you were talking about, you know, yeah, I think that the problem, though, is that when we if we start censoring at that kind of granular level that we're all talk that you all are talking about, you know, well, we have to censor Rachel Maddow because she didn't understand the difference between, um, you know, asymptomatic, asymptomatic infection or sterilizing immunity. Um, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, her fault that she didn't, didn't know that, or this person who like, doesn't know that, you know, vaccines on the other side do X, Y, or Z, or they're worried about, you know, some side effect. So I think we have to like have like some very basic things that we would censor on. Um, and I mean, I guess the, the question is like, cause I mean, that's what we do as society. Like there are some things that government will, will censor you on, you know, like, like we said, there's profanity that you can't say um, during prime time, there's pornography that you can't do. So there is government censorship that occurs already, but it's very limited. Um, government will not censor you for hate speech if you're walking down the street. If you're carrying a KKK sign, they're not they they're not going to arrest you for that. Um, but you will get banned on YouTube for something like that, um, which I think is fine. Again, I think I, I think that that it's up to the companies to decide what things that they are going to like tolerate or not on their platforms. And if you don't like it, you should go somewhere else. That being said, I totally agree with deplorable um that that could lead to potentially more insular conversations and potentially more radicalization um because there's not like a a voice of reason in the room um but at the same time you you can't necessarily always just tolerate the intolerant um and if so if someone's being really intolerant you can't just say well you know for sake of free speech we need to let the racists say their thing they should be able to go on everybody's thing and just post whatever they want under your thing. We can't do anything about it. No, I mean, we have to say like, hey, we're not going to like allow you to like do that on someone's post. Sorry, you're going to get banned. I think that's okay. Um, and if if someone does go to like an insular thing like Parler and they become radicalized and they're going to come out and like commit violence, then that's where the FBI goes in and says, hey, like you all are like becoming like terrorists or whatever because you're going to blow up something. So we're going to like take you out. Like we have mechanisms for that. But again, I think that private companies need to find that balance. But I don't think we should we should be censoring at such a high level that any sort of like um, mistake that someone says gets them like canceled or kicked off either. Yeah, it's such a slippery slope, right? Because what if the owner of, say, Facebook has a political leaning, right? Um, then they would have the power of censoring political posts that are opposite of their political leanings, right? So you get you get into this really slippery slope where it could have immense repercussions on society. Well, I think the people who are against vaccines would argue they do have a political sling because, you know, clearly anyone who's pro-vax has a political like opinion. So they would already argue that that exists. So I think it always depends, like you said, depends on which side of the issue you are on. 
But again, that doesn't necessarily, to me, diminish the fact that they, as a private company, can choose to do that. That's why I said earlier, I think every situation can be looked at, they should look at as its own situation and not blanket it over or umbrella, whatever, whichever you want to say it out. Um, to sort of say, this is the reason why we're doing this. Every situation we looked at and said, okay, what was said, how it was said, and how can it affect the outer community and what have you. So like, yeah, slippery slope, yes, I totally agree with you with that. I totally agree. Real talk, I saw you're a mutant there. It looks like you're you're about to say something. Maybe you drop some bombs on us. I don't know what you're going to say. Oh, we still got uh, a few messages no too, sorry. Oh yeah, we do. You want to get to those real quick and then I'll go? Uh, it's up to you. I don't know. Whatever you guys want to do, man, I can wait. I mean, do you, are you gonna are you gonna be able to keep your thought if you uh if I pull oh, these yeah, messages? 100%. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we'll yeah. we'll get to uh, these messages here with uh Mr. Mike D. How are you doing? You're pretending the mainstream media stopped lying. They lied about Nick Sandman. They lied about Trump Russia. They lied about Jesse Smollett. They lie about things all the time. They are liars. That's what they do. So I don't know why you're pretending they stopped lying. Chris Cuomo lied about getting COVID and helped his murderous governor brother try to get out of a sex scandal. Give me a break. Don Lemon thought uh, an airplane could get swallowed by a black hole. Our media is a joke, but you'll let them say whatever they want. Ridiculous. That's not what I'm saying at all. I don't know if that's, I mean, again, like I, I'm all for censorship when it comes to certain things and especially like, I don't care if it's left or right leaning uh, media. Like I think media has far too much influence and control to be out there spouting nonsense about shit. They have no qualifications to talk about. Right. Like I, I'm and of the he opinion must come that, in. Like, good. Sorry. Go ahead. I said, I'm of the opinion that like, say he I must... think. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just going to say he must come in after your statement because you said specifically that the mainstream media needs to be held under the same scrutiny. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's just the far fringes of media. I think all media in general, because of its influence on the people, uh, should be censored in some ways. I think it, at least at the very least held accountable for things that they say. But I mean, I don't really think we should be having – uh, political uh, figure or not political uh, media figureheads out there talking about things they have nothing, you know, they have no qualifications to talk about, right? Like, I think if they want to have like a doctor on, right? Like, for me, like Dr. Robert Malone, like you look at that guy, I think the reaction to him, like, even though he, you know, and for all intents and purposes, he is spreading uh, to me harmful uh, vaccine rhetoric or anti-vax rhetoric. And I don't even know if he's really spreading anti-vax rhetoric because he doesn't seem to be entirely against vaccinations. Um, I think somebody like him, he should have a say, but I mean, I think he, the, the conversation shouldn't be between uh, Don Lemon, Rachel Maddow, uh, Sean Hannity, C Tucker Carlson, um, Robert Malone, Joe Rogan, and fucking, and, um, you know, so, and uh, somebody, like, I think that should be, should be between professionals and experts and people with qualifications like the scientists that want to take him and deplatform him that's fine like those people are more than qualified right now that that's okay but like i don't think people with no qualifications should really have a say i mean that's just my opinion but um let's uh let's keep moving here with a uh, day how you doing day yeah but joe rogan took a position because it worked for him uh, Fran was calling a friend. He's like, this is what I did. 
Bjorn, you want to take that? No, I think he was. I think he was agreeing with me that, that Joe Rogan did take positions um, and wasn't oh, just okay. a benign question asker. Asker. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Day. When the media became a profit organization, they lost all credibility. I'm old enough now to know that, and I think you guys know that too. Um, it's uh, it's for money and what what what. What pays the bills, man? What gets the sponsors involved? And it's sad because there's not anybody out there just reporting what happened in this, this, and that. It's just not happening. Uh, Ken himself would disagree. What's your favorite making? <laughs> yes, yes. I will be, I'll have to disagree going back to what uh, Mike D said about like the whole deal about with um, CNN's... Um, both Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon. Uh, Chris Cuomo does not have a job anymore. Um, I'm not sure what he means by his murderous brother. I don't know if he means like the fact that some of the COVID things were missed, the numbers were like misconstrued or whatever, but I'm not sure what that was about. Um, they, for the most part, they are still journalists. They went to journal, they went to either some sort of journalism school or something to the point that they are journalists. They are not, they're not opinion posts. They're, they're, they're not there to do that. And I mean, yes, the news is different. We don't have the we don't have the um, the Dan Rabbit. We don't have the um, um, uh, Cronkite. Walter Cronkite, yeah. You know, um, it's it's a different way of telling telling the uh, telling the news, and I mean, it's just like uh, yeah. So that's that's my spin on that one. <laughs> yeah, and I'd, uh, I just wanted to uh, to mention that ninety, you know. According to the Business Insider, 90% of the media is owned by six corporations. Media meaning yes. print, radio, television, billboards. So, you know, we're brainwashed thinking there there is a that we're seeing a left and a right when we're getting tunnel vision and they're coming closer and closer together. And, you know, I was I only learned that there were 13 political parties in the U.S. not that long ago. Because I'd only been told about two, you know. All right, let's uh, let's get to this. Next. Sorry, I stopped this message short. I want to play this. Again. And by making money, I mean fame. You know, celebrity heads. You know, it's just, it's they're no different. Any celebrity media guys, no different than any Hollywood actor. They're they're on TV, they're on the screen, and they're there for them and. It's just sad because, you know, I, I miss the days of reading the newspaper because you didn't even know who the guy was and you had a 20-year-old photo of whoever he was and you didn't even care. You just read his words and you either read or didn't read. Okay, one guy got fired. Come on. Yeah, like I said, I mean... I understand what everybody's saying. I do. I totally understand like the slippery slope argument and stuff like that. But I also think um, given the influence that media has and like we've seen it like and it goes both ways. Like somebody like imagine like if somebody like Rachel Maddow comes out and says, uh, well, you know, if you get the vaccine, you can't get the get the virus. Well, somebody gets the vaccine, stops wearing masks, stops social dis distancing. Uh, what good does that do? Right. Does that is that actually was her opinion uh, her or whatever her mistake? That she decided to just out, blurt out on air, uh, the people that listen to her, like, 
was that was that worth it? Like her freedom of speech and her freedom to not be censored or whatever. Like, does that was that worth it? If somebody goes out and spreads the virus and ends up killing their grandmother or whatever because they listen to Rachel Maddow instead of the doctors and scientists that we should be listening to. Well, please, like, fact check me someone out there, but I believe she said that before there was actually the vaccine out at that time. If um, I, I'm, I might be wrong on this one with that timeline, but I think she said it in the, in the, before there was actually a vaccination. The, the vaccinations were out for available for us to get. Right, but I mean, regardless, if somebody heard that and said, "Oh, well, Rachel Maddow, she's trustworthy," right? And I'm, you know, the vaccine comes out. Oh, I got the vaccine. Well, I don't have to uh, wear my mask. I don't have to stay away from people. I'm good. And, you know, obviously that turned out not to be true. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just, I don't know. That's my opinion. But anyway, I know uh, Real Talk, you wanted to, you, you were about to say something and then we played these messages. So uh, what did you want to say? Oh, yeah, I still got it. Um so I think a lot of the issue with the with the censorship argument is that, you know, we we tend to think that we're going to end up censoring like these these grand like really big bigoted racist posts and people, and really we end up just censoring the average person. And those lines are usually drawn by like really arbitrary political views, right? Like somebody like. You you say something, someone's like, oh, that was mean, and then a bunch of people just report you, right? And then the algorithm just checks that you got reported a lot, and then, you know, you uh, you, you get thrown off the platform. And then uh, and then the company, uh, you know, um, decides that they're going to have the algorithm start looking for, the, for these certain words, right? Because these words, uh, people, whether they're doing purposefully organized or un- or reporting, you know, posts with this particular word or words, and then the algorithm starts just catching people, and then just uh, auto, you know, auto bans them when they when they submit posts with these words. I mean, this happens all the time. This is a big part of what happened on Twitter. Or you have um, abuse of the system, right? Where this happened actually on Stereo, and this happened once again on Twitter, where you know, roving bands of people, you know, whatever political ideology, you know, decide to go into certain rooms or posts or whatever may have you, and they don't like what you're espousing, and they decide to just, you know, mass report you and it gets you banned. So I think that a lot of times with censorship, the issue is that um, you say something someone doesn't like and now you're banned, rather than we're actually catching, like, legitimate um, racism or any type of hatred. We're just getting the average person with very average opinions banned from platforms. So that sounds more like a problem of the technology than really the um, censorship in general, right? Like, I think people who espouse hate uh, shouldn't be given a platform to to do so. You know, I think people who, you know, and I understand like people do get, you know, I think maybe the algorithm could be fine-tuned. Maybe the technology just isn't there yet, but I don't think the idea behind it is necessarily a bad thing. Um, Bjorn, you're unmuted. I think, uh, up, yeah, I think the other thing is that the definition of what is hateful, what is offensive is squishy, you know, because it 100% depends on your view, you know, what is offensive or hateful to you may not be hateful to the next person. Um, You know, clearly, me and this is another thing have a different views on um, transgender um, folks. So like, what's going to be 
hateful to him is not what can be hateful to me is not going to be hateful to him. So, you know, what, what, what those sort of things are kind of depends on the person and that. And so in that sort of situation, you know, you could get to something where someone said something innocuous and it, you know, offended enough people that they would kind of boot you. So yes, I think that there is potential problems with that system. I think though, just like any system, there's always going to be like abuse. But if you have a, a system where like if someone gets falsely banned or like, you know, gets ganged up on, there should be some sort of like appeal process. So if you're going to put that system in where basically the algorithm or the AI will boot you if there's a certain level of threshold of like dislikes or whatever, or like reports, then you also need to have like a live person available if someone like appeals it to like look at the situation and then decide. Um, I think you need to have that balance of, of, of sort of things because I agree with Canon that, that all of this is super contextual because you know, you could use the N-word as like a historical thing, um, you know, in your post if you were talking about something and that wouldn't necessarily be racist. Um, but if someone was using it in a racist way, that would 100% be racist and should be like banned. So you have to like, you have to like, and that's that's where like, if you're just completely banning based on words or whatever, that's where it can potentially get into like difficult like situations on like, how do you like navigate those things? Yeah. Uh, so do uh do uh do you mind if I play these messages here real quick? Oh no, go ahead. All right, let's get to uh, days and then Mrs. Smith. And, and I just want to say this: I've been listening for a while. I do not not like any of you guys. Opinions are opinions. Love is love. I got love in my heart for all you guys. Everybody's got opinions. But at the end of the day, we're all human, and that's the problem. We, we've all got away from that. You, you, you can't differ. You have to pick a side, and that's what, that's what eats me up the most. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. That's what I like to hear, Dave. We got nothing but love for you, too, brother. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, and I think that's the other thing. It's like, well, is it necessarily a bad thing if you get deplat or get kicked off of social media for a couple of days or in a week or two weeks? Like, is that really a bad thing? You know, you know what I mean? Like, do we, you know, we, we look at this as like some fundamental right, but like in reality, like look what social media has kind of done, you know, Twitter's full of Nazis and fucking fascists and, and, you know, Facebook's like a, you know, a, a, like a melting pot of misinformation and anti-vaxxers and uh, main, may, uh, multi-level marketing schemes. So, I mean, you know, is it really a bad thing? You know, we make it seem like it's the end of the world. I don't know. But uh, anyway, let's get to Mrs. Smitty's comment. How are you doing, Mrs. Smitty? Well, and also real talk, I think you have to make a distinction between being banned and being muted, right? What we've seen particularly on stereo is that, like, people can mass report you and get you muted temporarily. But then when stereo reviews it, generally that is uh, overturned, right? It's just the AI catches words or sees a mass report uh, and they just go with what the people have said. I've had talks shut down by people who didn't like what I was saying. Um, but I would rather have a talk shut down once in a while because people don't like my facts than listen to the rampant misinformation and disinformation. So to me, that's a fair trade-off. RT, did you want to respond? Oh yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, I think we'd get around this, but just if 
we just didn't censor people. I mean, being muted, being being muted, and being banned to me are kind of the they're kind of both the same thing in the sense and spirit of um, people are reporting you because they're making overt aggressive acts because of what you're saying, which ultimately is ridiculous because on something like stereo, Twitter, Facebook, I mean, really any of my social media, you can just choose not to view what you're viewing. Uh, most social medias now have it to where you can click the little three dots and just tell them, I don't want to view posts like this anymore. And they just won't put stuff, but puppies and nice dolphins on your, well, Grinchface knows how nice the dolphins are, but they'll put nice dolphins and uh, puppies on your, on your, on your timelines. But, you know, I, 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 I typically live in a world where like, um, I usually tell people like, don't complain by which you need not subject yourself to. So like, you know, for example, Bjorn and another thing. If another thing it says something not so nice about trans people and Bjorn, you know, gets upset or offended, I would just tell Bjorn why well, I just wouldn't look at that. You know what I mean? Like I would just block that guy. Like you have the power to make your own personal censorships, which I do agree with. I do agree that we don't ha- I don't have to associate with you. No one says I have to listen to you, right? The same way you don't have to listen to me. But it, the way I look at it is if you said you censor somebody online, right? Let's say you block somebody, or let's say uh, Facebook throws somebody offline, right? If the person already has a following, they're going to go somewhere. They really are. And, and then what what do we do with these people when they um when they take to the streets in like a big city like New York, and they're and they're espousing whatever it is that they're that they were saying online, and they're still amassing these followers. I mean, would we? Because I, I think that when we when we get to this point, we have to we have to be willing to say well, we're going to shut this down at all costs. And you know I know this is hyperbolic, but this kind of goes into the sense of um, how George Orwellian do you want to be about people's speech, right? Because if if somebody's espousing hate online, right, and you and um, like I said, we we throw them off the platform, and then they go to the street. And they're amassing these followers like in a medieval priest sense where they're preaching about God on the sidewalk. And people are gathering in a large crowd. What do we do? We can't arrest well, them. We can't really do anything. We can I mean, just like Char- away. No, I'm sorry. I'd say like just like Charlottesville, though, like when you saw people or like even January 6th, when we see people doing this. Then we take action and we call their business and say, well, did you know your employee was out there marching in the streets with a bunch of racists? You know, and what happens? They get fired, right? They, they, they suffer repercussions because of their actions. And really, is that not kind of a libertarian stance on things, like letting the free market uh, take care of things? Like people that don't want to hear a bunch of things, they have every right to gather and say, well, fuck this dude. Like, we don't want to hear this. So, you know, we're, we're going to boycott your business, you know? So, like, I guess, like, I, I would rather deplatform somebody and remove their ability to spread hate on on an, on the internet that is like vast and in and very easy to to move information and data and all sorts of stuff, right? And have them go march out on the street where I can see their face, right? Where you know where you, you can't hide anymore. You can't hide behind a keyboard. So you really believe this? You really feel strongly about this? Go march. Go march in Charlottesville. Go down the street. Go ahead. We'll, we'll see your face. And if we don't like you, 
we're, you, you, you're going to get canceled. You know, so I mean, I guess, I guess that's where I, I guess I, I do understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I also would, I guess I would rather see that person and bring them out, you know, than have them hide behind a keyboard and be able to say whatever crazy shit they want and get it out to like, you know, millions of people around, around the United States. Can I, can I kind of say this? Um, and I'm going to keep this to stereo and then I would love us to like go back to the whole one Dylan was talking about like us banning, um, you know, books, knocking and stuff like that at, at some point um, before we go too long. Um, but like just on stereo itself, like I've heard so many vile, disgusting, over the top <laughs> sort of things from like my brothers and sisters from the black community. And then they, their excuses, they say, because, you know, oh, because I, I, I have the right. Yes, you do have the right to say. And I have the right, once again, to swipe and not listen to, to what the hell you have to say. But in the same sense, I've never gotten to a point to where either they've come for me or have had me on a chat with them. They'll be disagreeing on, disagreeing on the fact of like, like one, of my, one of the big hot button issues with, with, with a lot of times in those sort of conversations is how I feel about reparations. And I get dogpiled. But I never go. I never like get my, you know, get my feelings hurt and go. I'm gonna block them or I'm gonna report them because I don't like what they have to say. You know what I mean? I, like on stereo itself. And like I'm, I have never been blocked. I have been in chats that have been. I have been in chats have had them blocked, but the same or as Miss Minnie said, muted. But like I would dare say, just on my own opinion. This is my opinion. I'm not like I'm not sure if it's the bots or the algorithms or. A proctor, whomever is listening. I've never been in a situation until I, I got kicked off. So I, I can't understand that whole aspect of it. So, yeah. Do we want to, let's, let's get to Mrs. Smitty's message here. Mrs. Smitty, what's up? I mean, shouting on the corner of even a busy street in New York pales in comparison to the exposure of a platform like Facebook or Twitter. Uh, at the end of the day, I feel like we've seen over the last uh, couple of years, particularly the dangers of misinformation, disinformation, hate speech, uh, etc., um, and that those things should not be welcome in this sort of modern public square of Twitter. Let those people go scream on a street corner somewhere like the lunatics that they are. My opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Real talk? What do you think? I guess my only pushback is, again, though, when, when we when we feed into this and we give these people attention, because when, when especially like the Alex Joneses or the whoever's, and, and we deplatform them rather than let them show their shame, it just sensationalizes them. So either screaming on the street corner, people who still have access to all these platforms are just going to live stream them. I mean, this happens all the time. And they're still getting connected to millions of people, right? But now, on top of being connected, it's sensationalized. You know, oh, they blocked me for telling the truth. Ah, uh, you know, they, they didn't like it because I was being, uh, you know, you get all those kinds of people. So like I said, I, I think the best way to do it is just to let them espouse their nonsense if it hits your feed. Say, hey, Facebook, don't want to view that anymore. And just don't give them clicks, don't give them views. Because at the end of the day, they're going to get on these platforms. They they really, I mean, even when, even when, uh, that, that's what they said, you know, it will, you know, will, will, uh, will uh will deplatform you know joe rogan 
you know, I'm like, you are aware that Joe Rogan has like 11 million views an episode, which is like, uh, uh, that, that is an, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, he's the most watched podcast in the world. He has more viewers than CNN and Fox News combined in a night. Like wow. more people will view will view his episode than the top three leading um, news networks, which is insane. So imagine if you throw him off, right? And then Joe Rogan says, well, they don't like what I was saying. You know, starts energizing his base. And then he just goes on Facebook Live with, like, his buddy's account. Do we ban his buddy? Do we ban the buddy's buddy's buddy? I mean, we're, we're, how does that chain reaction stop and where does it end? And then people are going to tune in in, in masses because now there's something there, right? There's drama. There's sensationalism. Oh, they banned him because he was right. Look at what, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know. That's why I'm just like, just leave people alone. They're gonna say they're gonna say. I think people really are too lazy. Do you? I don't know though. I, I mean, know. I don't think I listen. Yeah. Like Alex Jones is a perfect example, though. Like he, where'd he go? He disappeared. You know, he, his viewership dropped significantly ever since he got deplatformed. You know, yeah, Infowars yeah. used to be one of the like biggest. Articles, well, he can write all the articles he wants, but how many people are actually reading them? I didn't even know that. And I used to be a pretty, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not going to lie. I used to be a follower of Alex Jones. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I wasn't like back in the day. I was a huge Alex Jones guy. Um, but I'm sorry. I don't want to cut every, uh, and another thing you were, you were kind of uh, laughing to yourself. And then I didn't know if you had something to say. I didn't want to, you haven't. Yeah, no, I, it, well, and that's the funny thing. Cause so everybody discounts Alex Jones, but he has broken a couple few stories, you know, before he, and, and then he admits he went off the rails. You know, with and he even said drugs and booze, um, but he broke the Bohemian Grove story. So I know for a fact I know that one's legit because I worked there and I saw what he showed on film, and I saw his video years after I was there. But I was like, oh my god, that's what I saw. So that's all. I just want to say though, uh, real talk, your um, your argument is kind of like. Well, because banning them is is not going to be effective, then we shouldn't ban them because they're just going to find another platform. But I think that there's evidence that, you know, banning people from Facebook and Twitter is going to greatly diminish your audience and greatly diminish your your ability to like generate income, which is which is you know part of the point is if you want to be self sustaining, how do you do that? You have to you kind of have to be in bed with the big guys. So the other thing that happens. You know, with, um, you know, I mean, it's also kind of like the, the argument of like, well, we shouldn't have any gun regulations because the, you know, the criminals can just still go get the gun. But if if we just make guns freely available for everyone to buy without a background check, then clearly it's going to be easier for felons to go get a gun. So we should still have background checks so that it's harder for felons to go have. It's all about like, you know, it's kind of like security. It's like. You know, these are things that discourage people from breaking in or, or breaking the law. Clearly, like if you want to break the law, you can still find a way. The other thing that happens is when you um, take a stand like this, if when Twitter or YouTube says, hey, we're going to ban this person for this thing, then that causes other people there to say, well, this is the standard because, hey, Trump got banned for this. So. If I don't want to get banned, then they self-regulate or self-censor so that they, you know, there's a chilling effect that occurs if, if people get banned. Because then that 
promotes the the kind of community that that you want on your platform. Now, you may say that that's bad because people should be able to say what they want, but also like, you know, if 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 YouTube is going to say, well, we're going to ban this person because they, you know, use profanity or they said racial slurs, then other people are going to be less excited to be overtly racist or whatever because if if one person does it and they don't get banned, then that's only going to increase the amount of people who feel bold enough and empowered enough to like say these crazy things. Kind of also been shown that you ban a couple big names and then the rest of the people, they just change up their language. Right. So like when when it's discovered that we can't be outwardly racist, we'll just be inwardly racist and use coded language to mask what we're saying. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and we'll true. play the game as and we'll play the game as semantics. And so, you know, because I get it, like we're not really attacking the person. I mean, maybe sometimes we are, we're more so attacking like the ideology. But I, I don't know. I just feel, um, and I guess I've kind of also observed that we'll hit a couple big names and then the followers will stick around and they'll, then they'll just mask themselves and we'll never know what they're saying. And they switch up their languages. And, you know, they use all this coded, you know, language. And it, the, the messages still get out to the people that they want to talk to anyways. Because in reality, I don't think these people are even interested in recruiting. If they want to recruit, they know they know where to go and how to recruit without being shut down. They do it all the time. I think they're more interested in talking to themselves and engaging with and trying to find like-minded people, if you would, uh, from around the world. And they can do that even with coded language. Uh, no, so what about talk, like totally people? Go ahead. No, I just I totally agree. He's like they change the language. They say it without saying it, and then there's well, we have a dog whistle, and then that's when you know. They're they're still banging that they're still banging that drum, but we can't release we can't say well he they didn't go out and actually say it. they didn't go on over the edge and say it they're just you know gripping it with their with their toes at this point. So I, I agree with these, what he says on that one. I do I do. Uh, we got six. So yeah, let's uh, let's run through these messages here. Monday morning, sorry Monday morning, Gullard. How you doing Monday morning? What's up, brother? People still get mad about stuff on this app. That's fucking depressing. I mean, that's like, you're basically getting mad in front of like six people. <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, Mrs. Smitty? Yes, we banned the buddy. Yes, we banned the buddies. Buddies, buddy. Um, this is what happened with Trump when he first got deleted from Twitter. Uh, he was trying to continue to spread his message through his little surrogates. Uh, and they ended up getting the ban hammer as well. And that's what we should do, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm definitely on that that side of the argument. But the band I hammer. <laughs> I like that term. I'm gonna actually get a yeah. hammer sound effect when I start banning people. <laughs> uh, deja vu do. What's up, brother? Oh. Dude, Todd Hogan, you sound like a fascist. The reason why you don't know where people are and where people win is because you only stay in your echo chamber and, like, dude, you should open your ears and not your mouth. Oh, that's cute. Uh, so how long have you been listening to me, brother? Let me ask you. And that's okay. I don't, I don't, need, listen, I don't need anybody defending me. He can think what he wants. Uh, uh, how long have you been listening uh, to me? That's a pretty big assumption. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to give you the time of day or the platform to do it, so we're just going to keep moving on here, Mrs. Smitty. 
Also, like, if they were still getting the same exposure without being on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc., then they wouldn't cry so hard about being banned from Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, they want the reach of those platforms. Um, so if you take them off, then still, you know, like their most rabid fans are still going to find them in whatever, you know, dark corners of the internet they exist on. But it won't be so easy to spread misinformation, disinformation, hate speech, etc. to the, uh, the average sort of user of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc. Yeah, I, I, agree, good, like, I think there's a good point there. Right? I was going to say, like, you know, when my mom calls me and I was like, hey, did you see on Facebook that this, like, you know, vaccine thing? What What is that all about? Like, I'm like, no, mom, that's, like, not science. Like, it's fine. Like, people people are, are influenced by these things. So, like, if we have this general, like, misinformation, like, you know, roundup where just people just shooting everything going off of the then it's just it's just hard for anyone to really know what is like truth and like you know truthiness is like you know the the funny colbert word but like you know we're as as we move on in the society and the internet and the ability in like this this time to like spread information get information etc we have to have ways that people can try to verify information you know back in the day we we would rely on media sources and and and, and things like that. You know, people are are complaining that like you know Fox News is too biased. They're not reporting the news. But what we're talking about is is Facebook. Like okay, well if if Facebook is in the realm of media and we're saying hey the thing that this person is saying is utterly false. So not even like left tilted or right tilted, but this is absolutely false. Why shouldn't they be able to say? No, that's not real. Get that out. Get that off my platform. Because isn't that what people are complaining about when they complain about the media giving false information or, or, or left left leaning or right leaning? If it's absolutely not right or left, but it's just wrong, why not ban it? Well, I guess I see that point, but at the same time, you know, when we start when we start talking about media forms, you know, and I do believe that, especially now in the in the high-speed internet age, the average individual can be a participant in multiple forms of media. Um, I, I do count small podcasters as that. You know, we're talking about censoring or banning these people for misinformation. The same, and I, I really don't want, I really hate getting into this because this is kind of an overtalk point, but the same regulatory bodies don't actively regulate big media, who, you know, somebody did say earlier, a couple of examples of things that I would have thought of, you know, on, on at first glance. Um, so it, it still becomes a question of who, because now, well, because now it actually flips. It doesn't become a question of political standing. It becomes a question of economic standing. So we can't ban CNN or Fox News when they say something wrong or even cancel them because they're too big. They're a major corporation. But we can certainly um, attack the the small time podcaster on YouTube or the average Joe in the comments who espouses the same material, whether they're left, right, centered, or whatever you want, whatever, what have you. So it almost feels as though we're being we're also being selective in how we um in how we're gonna censor each other based on really the person standing. You know, censoring, for example, um 
I don't know. I mean, we see it kind of like, okay, so if a celebrity says something that is misinformation about COVID, and then the average citizen says the same thing, we I, I, we give more leeway to the celebrity. Well, that person's not a professional. Well, that person isn't the next YZ. And we kind of move about our day. But then the common guy online who makes a post with the same information, we kind of jump on that person. So it's almost like we're also willing to sacrifice big fish for or little fish for big fish at the same time. I don't know. I feel there's just a lot of layers to this that just don't make sense to me, which is why I'm just like, you know, yeah. How much bigger can you get than the president of the United States, though? Well, we didn't. How much bigger of a fish? Well, I don't think we censored him. Well, I don't think we should have censored him because we also missed out on opportunities. At the same time we censored him, he was actively trying to tweet, which we found out during January 6th, to stop doing what people were doing, you know, when he was alerted by Secret Service. and they, But they'd actually done it to town. So it's like at right, the same but he time also had, censoring. Hmm? No, but ahead. his tweets also, if we, if we had stopped him tweeting before, chances are he wouldn't have been able to spread this big lie that he had literally woven into the fabric of the election, the upcoming election for months before then, right? Year, years, well, years. Well, well, then I guess it also gets into another question is when, when is lying a problem and how big of a lie is a problem? Because I, I also don't think that we should, you know, if people are dumb enough to believe uh, misinformation or whatever somebody's saying, whether or not they're the president or biologist, or your own parents, and you don't have the know-how to, to kind of do some back-checking, I don't know if we should actively blame that other person for exploiting those people, because we exploit people's stupidity all the time, usually for money, right? And so, yeah, Which, which is probably of, not a good thing. It's, well, no, it's not. But we don't do anything about it because, you know, capitalism. And businesses exploit, you know, men who are insecure about their genitals with pills, right? We, we, we do a bunch of things that we really ought not do to each other for a couple of dollars but whenever i look at the way we we choose to censor each other based on i guess now lies i ask myself well when does that start and begin because there's lies being told to us actively every single day by individuals and corporations and mass media that we just never censor or even call out or make them even apologize for gotta be careful who we get gotta be careful who we get out that hammer for uh, well, I guess I guess I would, if it was B, if Bjorn was the ultimate authoritarian, I guess I would apply like the Spider Man rule and say like with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. So like, yep. if you are someone who has a lot of power and responsibility and influence, then you know you saying misinformation is worse than like you know you know some person on the on the side of the street saying the end is nigh. This is why I support right. like doctors and nurses who like spout misinformation about covid they should lose their licenses and you know yes. so I'm, I'm saying that they should like lose their career over over that and that's how it is and yes if Nicki minaj wants to like talk about you know whatever she talked about uh you know about covid yes. fine whatever it's funny um but nobody was really i don't hopefully not going to Nicki minaj as a medical source and and no one besides aaron Rodgers is going to like joe rogan for uh, medical advice or they shouldn't be um but but that being said like clearly people are people are going to joe rogan using him for medical advice so that so because even though he has no expertise in medicine um he has a big enough platform that he becomes uh someone who is should be really responsible about what he's putting out there Media can i go back in like uh, bjorn well, I, well i'll say this i'm sorry pardon 
Oh, I, I said I made the comment just mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I was just like, well, no, I was just like going to say, like, I, like you said, well, first thing when you brought it, I brought up uh, about the whole male thing. I was like, are you telling me this? This show's not like sponsored by Bluetooth. Um, but anyway, bad joke. Um, but like Bjorn, you brought up the whole point of like you know Toothyism, and you know Colbert didn't realize like he it, that was his way of echoing what the, at the time you know what uh, Bill O'Reilly was doing, and Bill O'Reilly. It, as bad as he was, his predecessors are much worse than he ever did, than he ever was. And you know, uh, Colbert said in, in, in interviews that, like, you know, the joke of truthism, like, the, where we live now, is to where it exists. You know, uh, a, a lie can exist. It's almost like something that George Sanders said on, like, you know, on Seinfeld. It's only a lie. It's only the truth if, if, how do you put it? Basically, if I believe a lie, then it's real. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the space we were living in right now. You know what I mean? That's how the big lie has, has grown to what it is. You know what I mean? And what I've, you know, the, the, the congresswomen and congressmen and women who have been canceled because of them lying on, 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 um, on you know, on, uh, on Twitter, they need to be. Plain and simple, because they were spreading lies, misinformation. So, like, yeah, that's, you know, that's how I feel about that. Well, we got a bunch of comments building up here, so let's get yeah. to these here, and then we'll get back yeah. into it. Deluxe, what's up? Dear friend of the show. Oh, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Gilbert Goffrey, but Gilbert Goffrey <laughs> used to do Aflac. He was Aflac guy. Um, he did um, a comedy uh, bit stand-up comedy and he um this is after japan had that uh, large tsunami or uh, whatever happened that you know flooded everything um he's like well if you live in japan uh if you live in japan and uh you're looking for a wife just wait around uh, 10 minutes and one will float by um americans banned him canned him they were like no more Affleck for you <laughs> Japan still kept him as the Affleck guy, but the yes. Americans banned the guy. Talk about censorship. Americans are like, no. Japan's like, ah, we're okay with it. What a world we live in. Affleck. <laughs> Good. All right. Where the smoke that made you fire? Yeah, Warren, I think that they just changed their language, man. They just, um... <sighs> I see what you're saying, and I get it, but it, it doesn't work that way. I'd say let them change your language. I mean, as long as it's not like, listen, if if, if people are dumb enough to fall for a lot of this, these stupid lies, then they're probably not smart enough to uh, to break apart like coded language. I don't know. That's just that seems. I don't know. Anyway, Miss Smitty. Well, and a further issue, I think, is, you know, like you on the panel, all of you are pretty smart people. Um, you can better. read a post or watch a video and discern that, uh, you know, this thing is bullshit, that thing's not true, et cetera, et cetera. But not everybody is that smart or that discerning when it comes to the information that they are absorbing from these sources, right? So if we allow the unchecked uh, distribution of misinformation, disinformation, hate speech, etc., then uh, it becomes a real problem because people start to believe that bullshit that's being spewed 
Um, and then we've seen the problems that that can cause. Don't give me too much credit there, Mrs. Smitty. I don't know. Well, I just want to make one, I just want to make one comment. Go ahead, Ken. Please, 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 please. Well, I was going to say, I was like, oh, I like when we're real, I have to say, like, you keep on putting in the lines, like, like, like she's saying, this sort of say, like, you know, hopefully people can judge out and figure out what is, you know, gobbledygook and what's 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 real, what sticks to the wall, if you will. I'm, I think you're giving people way too much credit. I honestly think you do. I don't think they're well, that um, in the know. You know? Like, yeah, and like, like, and we also know the the Dun the Dunning Kruger uh, curve is in effect. So with the internet, you can go and you can get a little bit of information on a subject. You can watch a five minute video and think you're an expert because the Dunning Kruger effect shows that people with a little bit of knowledge are very confident that they know about that subject. But if you gain more knowledge on that subject, your confidence goes down because you start to realize what you don't know. And so the that's one of the effects of the internet is because information is so widely available. All of us are, you know, can just like do a quick Google search and read a Wikipedia article and think that we're an epidemiologist or a virologist or a, a criminal justice specialist or a, you know, whatever. And Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.